Modern Black Man Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Black Man Podcast. Today, I am joined by the always lovely uh, Miss Sarah Voyard. Hi, everyone. Happy to be with you. Really excited to kind of delve into our topic for today. We're going to dissect relationships, friendships. We're going to talk about the good side uh, to kind of introduce this topic. And I know that we all have that story of either meeting a friend or that moment when you really realize, did we just become best friends? And you have a relationship kind of taking you to that next level. Um, I know that I myself have had a lot of really valuable and key friendships that have proven to be everything I needed in my down times. Uh, Sarah, have you had a friendship that you feel changed your life, transformed you uh, as a person? You know, I can say that for the most part, I've had really good friendships. I'd say that two of my best friends, we actually call each mm. other Pookies. Oh, wow. <laughs> Childhood names. And it's three of us. We're like the three musketeers. They're both so different. Mm. So, so, so different. Uh, one is Caribbean. One is Latin. I met them both in completely different times, phases. Mm. They're completely different people. And we make such a beautiful team of supportive women, mm-hmm. loyal, understanding, non-judgmental. I feel like I connect for more. And and it's interesting because the the Caribbean one, mm-hmm. I met her because her brother mm-hmm. wanted to date me. Right. He was trying to holler. <laughs> <laughs> and I really was not having it. Oh wow. And um I met her in those circumstances and we never looked back. I mean, I've been with her and she's been with me through the deepest, darkest moments. The other one, my my Latin pookie, she <laughs> she I actually met her through the church. And oh, wow. I we were so young. Oh my goodness, we were so young. I'm talking to like in our teens. Right. And she came into the church and they kind of assigned me to give her like Bible study. And so I did that. Which is which is more of like a mentor relationship, if if you can kind of think of it that sure. way. But when we got older and became adult women, mm-hmm. we connected in a completely different way where we saw each other as equals. And when the three of us joined, I mean it was, you know, it's it 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 was and has and continues to be such a powerful relationship, such a powerful friendship. So your friendship is amplified by bringing your superhero friends together, more or less. <laughs> they are superheroes. They really are superwomen. I mean, they have endured so many trials. Mm-hmm. They have succeeded and triumphed over so many trials, and they have never forgotten or forsaken mm. our friendship. That's and that's awesome. something that I value so, so, so much. And I'm always so grateful and fortunate. And I and I think I've told them before, and if I haven't, if they listen to this, I hope they will, oh, yeah. they, they listen to this part. If I could clone our friendship and give them as gifts to oh, wow. the amounts of lonely individuals walking out here, mm-hmm. I absolutely would. You guys would be the salvation for a lot of the world's lonely problems. I mean, I don't know if I would call it salvation, but it would definitely make the time pass much differently, (laughs) much differently. 
because we can laugh, we can cry, we can meet each other. I mean, and I've traveled a lot, so mm-hmm. it's not even like we've physically been in the same place all the time. And that hasn't dampened the depth of our friendship. What more could you ask for in a friendship? Right. And I mean, th- that's kind of what we're talking about today is just that sometimes those friends that you don't put on the forefront and you don't think are going to be everything that you need, they can get you through some really, really tough times. And that's invaluable. I think that's a huge part of our human experience is just having those friends that you can really count on. I know I'm planning on talking about a little bit later, talking about the bad side of it, because I've certainly had some bad friends too. I'm sure you have as well. Um, But those good friends, you know, I want to, I want to always value my, my friends and I want them to always know how much I really care about them and, and, and value their input and support. And I just want to always make that a, a, a big part of me. I want everyone to know how, how, how thankful I am for them being in my lives. And I think most of my friends do know it, but how do you know that you have a friend that you can count on? How do you know that you have somebody that's worthy of your friendship? Because I think that's a, a large part of the guessing game, at least for me, when you make those early friendships, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to rely on them too soon. You don't want to bring them fully into the circle or even establish that trust. At the same time, I think when you know, you know. So how do you think that you know someone is worthy of your friendship? Because that sisterhood circle that you got going on, the three pookies, that's I don't I don't see anybody getting in there anytime soon. Oh no, I mean we are solid. Mm-hmm. Solid, solid, solid. To answer your question, I would say that it would start with you knowing how to be worthy enough mm. to be a good friend to somebody else. Because you can't pick up such on such a typical Sarah answer. <laughs> I'm just saying you can't pick up on what somebody else is doing right or wrong if you don't have that know yourself right if you don't mm-hmm. have that self-awareness or foresight yourself so how can i pick up it'll be real easy for me mm-hmm. to say oh well she's not a loyal friend but then when i turn around and do the same thing then i don't see that in myself and then i wonder why my friends are more and more fleeting mm-hmm. so my thing is learn how to be a good friend right and then you will be able to very quickly pick up on those traits. They will either call you or detract you from them automatically. Because really, how is a friendship different from a romantic relationship? Not very, right? They're not different at all, minus the physical aspect that you share that, right. that builds a different bond. But don't people talk about how important it is for you to be friends with your partner in exactly. addition to... And, and that that, a lot of times, is even more important than the physical part it or is. how young you are, or how much you, because if you're friends, you'll be able to weather the storm, the storms, plural, right. that are going to come in the future. It's no different. Just like you get into a relationship mm-hmm. and you pick up on, mm, you know what, that quality about him, I don't like it, it just doesn't sit right. But of course you, what do you do? You sweep it under the rug because they're going to change. Mm. You do the same thing with friends. A friend does you dirty. Well, if well, you really like them and you they're really like in your life like that and they, you start to rationalize, but we've been friends for 10 years, but okay. she apologized, but you know, I think she's really repentful. And then the same thing happens 10 years later and then you don't know why. You know, I, I think that I have a issue, not maybe not an issue with friendship, but 
I'm slow to make friends. I'm very, very slow to make friends. And I think it's because I'm so fearful of all the stuff coming on the other side. And going back to what you said about making sure you're a good friend, I know that being a good friend helps you to uncover a lot, at least in my experience. Being a good friend helps me to see the selfishness in other people, to see the inability of the lack of gratitude in a lot of people. And I mean, I know that I, I that's my process. I take so much time to really warm up to people and I want to get better at, you know, really tr- trusting my connections and not being so fearful of the negative. Um, but do you do you think that that's part of being a good friend? If you have those skills where you know that you're loyal to the end, you uh, keep your mind in the right place to where you're not condemning your friends, um, you're able to see things that you might not see going into a relationship kind of without the same uh, reservations or maybe even you call them expectations. I think we're naturally guarded again, just like romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. But I think that at the end of the day, if you have your guard up, then the, how is the other person really supposed to ever demonstrate when you're really not giving them the space to demonstrate the qualities that they possess as a friend. When you say space, you mean like arena? Correct. Like giving them the opportunity to demonstrate. So for example, Ooh, you true. have a friend, mm-hmm. you keep them kind of far. Right. You don't, leave, you don't keep them, you know, you don't put them into a circle. Let's say, God forbid, you get sick. Oh, stop, Sarah. I, none of my friends have ever taken care of me when I'm sick. But you're talking about well, Brian's song, Sick? Um, I'm saying like you, let's say you get sick or let's say maybe not sick. Like I need chicken soup cause I have a cold, but let's think like you have an ailment or you had some kind of procedure that you're in the hospital overnight. Mm-hmm. If you don't actually inform your friend or if your friend never is informed, or if you tell them after the fact, when you got home, yeah, I was actually in the hospital for the last four days. That's why I didn't answer your phone I'm calls. I'm that friend that won't tell you. I'll, have you ever heard of the movies Brian Song or the book? It's about uh, these two guys. They form a friendship. One of the guys gets cancer. Okay. And he's in the hospital and their friendship is formed because the other friend is just there dedicated and loyal. Um, but, so how do you give your how do you give your friend if you don't tell them right. something so Something personal. so personal, but it's also a traumatic experience in many ways. Yeah. How do you expect for that person to demonstrate the depths of their ability to be a good friend to you if you don't allow them the chance to do so. Because we can't complain if the only time that we engage with our friends is just to go grab a beer, a drink, or to be your wingman. Right. But that's that's, superficial relationships. Right. And that's all the easy stuff. That's all the cool stuff. That's all the stuff that doesn't take any effort. Right. But I believe that real friendship is a lot deeper than that. It's mm-hmm. where are you when the times are good, which hopefully is eight out of 10 times. Right, We right. can hang, we can laugh, we can play. But really, those two out of 10, when times are really, mm-hmm. really tough, right? that I know I can call you and you will drop what you're doing right? because you know that the fact that I'm asking in and of itself mm-hmm. is huge. Right. If I don't feel like I can count on you, I'm not really sure... I'm not really sure how I can call you a friend versus just an, a you know a close acquaintance. That that's where I draw the line for value. 
when you know that someone gives you that call, there's going to be action on the other end. You're going to come through. You're going to do whatever is necessary, whatever is is needed to be done. No questions asked. Um, I think that's a, a, a value friendship. And I mean, that's what we should go for. I think that they are very enriching uh, to our lives. Um, so I could I can't agree with that anymore. I, I, I believe that. And I think you and the Pookies, I think y'all got that kind of relationship. Oh my goodness, my Pookies. And, and, and honestly, I mean, they are my best friends, but... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even take I wouldn't even take away from all the women, the very special women that surround me even now, that they don't have the same impact. Like right now, mm. I'm physically, I'm geographically separated from okay. my hookies, although we still communicate as if we weren't, but we're right. geographically separated. And the women in my life right now that are geographically near me mm-hmm. that provide that physical support, you know, and proximity to me and who obviously I would call if I needed something because my pookies are not here. Right. I would say the same about them. I mean, they've been wonderful. They've been supportive. They have not hesitated. And I've only been in this area for a few months. These are, these Mm -hmm. are women that I've recently met. They have not hesitated to lend a hand, to show support, to show me around, to give me the lay of the land Right. So I, I wouldn't even take that from them. I think I just met really special. I'll talk about another person that I just started talking to very recently. A woman, I met her. That was an interesting circumstance how I met her as well. And Tell us about the circumstance. <laughs> this sounds like it's a good story. So I, I recently went to a birthday party and um, I was invited by somebody that she had invited. Okay. And when I got there, I said, hey, to my friend, the one that invited me, I said, hey, which, who's also a, new, a recent friend, mm-hmm. recently formed friend. And I said, hey, you know, I, I know this is a birthday party. Would you mind telling me whose birthday it is? Because I, oh, wow. I think it would be appropriate for me to at least address them, them of yeah. course, and say happy birthday. And when I met her, you know, she was kind of giving me, you know, telling me about me. And she was like, oh, my God, where are you from? I don't know. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and we had a pleasant conversation, but she was clearly very much enjoying her birthday to the fullest. That's right. And at one point in the evening, uh, I started to get a little bit concerned and I just wanted to make sure that she was okay. Wait a minute. Did you go from falling in love with the birthday girl to saving the birthday girl? I didn't fall in love. Well, the birthday girl, it was more like she fell in love with me okay. and I appreciated the love. I took it, I, 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 I took it all in, Yeah. but, um, no, I I was just honestly, I'm I'm a big advocate of women needing to be supportive of each other instead of hating each other. Mm-hmm. That kind of is a soft spot for me. Whenever I see somebody like in real need, I'm always like, you know, that's I guess the very maternal side. And so I just wanted to make sure that she made it home okay. Right. And I wasn't really seeing that the group at large was like too concerned. Right. But for some reason I was just much more concerned. And we finished the night. We had a fantastic time. It was great. And the next day she reached out mm-hmm. and she said to me something along the lines of, hey, I just wanted to thank you because I heard that you were really concerned about me and that you took care of me Yeah. last night. And I said, oh, good, good. How are you? You know, hope you had a good time. And the 
friendship, what I can now call friend, it just, it just literally naturally blossomed from there. There was, it was something organic. It was organic. There was something that we just connected. There was a, almost like a chemistry there right. that was very seamless and effortless. And we've continued to engage. And I absolutely would call her a friend at this point. And, and I, I probably bet that she would say the same. But right. even in that, you know, it, it, it's interesting how that literally developed just as a result of her being grateful mm-hmm. for the care that she didn't even realize that other people that didn't know me right. commented to her after the fact. It's the value. And, it's the value statement. And you know what? Kudos to her. I don't know that a lot of people would have taken the extra step mm-hmm. to reach out to me, to find out. She met me the night before. She didn't know me from Adam to find out who exactly I was, find out how to contact me and actually contact me just to say, thank you. I appreciate you. I don't even know who you are. I just, I just appreciate. Thank you. Right. That's solid to me. That's the kind of stuff that, that tugs at my heartstrings. Being flattered. No, not being flattered. Gratitude. Just gratitude. I am super. I feel like I make it a point in my life to demonstrate Gratitude. I believe in having a quote unquote attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely cherish people in my life that do the same. I'd probably say that I don't have too many people in my life that sure. are it's, not grateful. That's what we're talking about now, how hard it is. I mean, diamonds are not a diamond dozen. I mean, they are hard to find. Sometimes they need to be polished. Uh, but very rarely in our lives do we encounter that diamond that's forged under pressure for us. Um, I think that that's a good way to give someone else a gem or a jewel is to put someone in that pressurized situation. It usually makes them better for the next situation, not the current one. Mm. Right. That's true. And lots of instances that can, I think that can be true, but that I think that goes back to the preparedness that mm-hmm. you come into the circumstance with. Absolutely. The skills that you have to deal with what you're faced with. Um, I know that last night I had the best podcast recording, right? And something went wrong with the equipment. We weren't able to save it. But my friend and I had a really interesting discussion uh, and we kind of segued and went on a tangent about friendships. And this was a young lady. Um, She was just talking to me about the struggles of being a young woman and men only being able to perceive women uh, and value women in uh, sexual relationships. You know, friendship is kind of lost on that platonic level. Do you feel that there's value in platonic friendships? I do. I just feel that most people don't have the emotional maturity to have those the right way. Right. I think that what happens most commonly is that even if you start a relationship that way, one or the other invariably will catch romantic feelings. Um, this is, you know, if it's, uh, you know, one of them will catch feelings right. and, uh, and then it, that's a pretty girl's perspective. Ugly guys don't ever have to worry about that's that. That's not true. No, <laughs> I'm just saying that. And it, I think it happens commonly, but not in all instances. So one mm-hmm. of them catches feelings, which, places undue pressure on the other person. So now they have to kind of make a decision as to whether that's something that they want. And if there's something that they don't want, then they have to decide whether they're going to present the option of just staying as friends Mm. or just dropping it all together because of the awkwardness that that creates. 
uncomfortability. Yes. I can say that I have had male friends mm-hmm. that have been very good to me, mm-hmm. very good to me. And that even if romantic feelings developed and they weren't reciprocated on my part, that they that they valued our friendship so much that they were okay with that. And they were super respectful about it and did not push it any further. And I'm really grateful for that. I really, because I, I still have them in my life and I really love them. It sounds like you said you're really good at letting guys down. That's awesome. That's not what I said. <laughs> that is not what I said. No, uh, no I, I just honestly, I really appreciate people. And I think that at the end of the day, sometimes you do have to make those hard decisions where mm-hmm. you're just like, you know, you have to weigh what you're really doing and think, okay, well, if I do go into, do I even foresee this really working? And if I do, is it worth the friendship? Because a lot of times most people can't come back once they cross that line. So if you start dating them and then it doesn't work, most people can't go back to, okay, but we were always good friends before. So let's continue to kick it that way. Most people, it's like, that's the end of our friendship. I never want to see you again. And you know, I never want our paths to cross. And so at that point, you kind of lost a really good friendship. That's a yeah. little bit, I, I weigh those things. Sure. Um, I know I've done a previous podcast with a young lady who really is like my best friend. Uh, I know that when we were in college, I wanted to talk to her originally. But like pretty quickly on, we became friends because I saw all the guys she was talking to. And I kind of got to know her and know what she was about. And just, I stayed in that platonic lane. And I don't know if that is necessarily a seminal event that made it easier for me to get both channels uh, in my mind. But as a guy, this it's hard for a lot of guys to have female friends without anything beyond just the friendship. And I, and I think that for myself included, a lot of that reason is just the vulnerability Women and yeah, women and men, when they have platonic relations, it is so different than guys just being friends. Uh, women have the women ask questions, yes. I hate being asked questions, and you know it, yes. Yes, it's not about sports and your team, you guys are done after that, and what exactly you you guys are done. Exactly. And and with women, there is such a, a, a multi-layered depth that you don't get from your male friends, your male companions. So it's very delicate, but I think it's very rewarding because women do ask a lot of questions. They have feelings about things and they share information with you that's so different from men. It can make you sharper. It can make you better. It can give you wisdom and discernment and all the areas of your life, if you really perceive the information uh, that's being thrown around you. So much different from a a, a guy-on-guy relationship. When guys are friends, we usually just want to drink together and hopefully both get laid, right? Like not with each other, but we try to go out and maybe try to make something happen. And that's about as deep as our relationships get. But when you have a female friend, she's not only going to help you meet somebody or be impressive to that girl that you're trying to talk to, but there's a there's a follow-up and there's a security that having a female wing woman can give you in your situation. I like that word security. It, it makes me think of 
relationships? What are people looking right. for in relationships? It's security. I really like that you mm-hmm. that you connected that with friendships as well, because I think that really is a key word. Only women can show you that. You will never learn that from your homeboy. <laughs> your, your your male friends won't be able to help you see that kind of um, presence as a man. You know, you, it's just it's just a different game. So I mean, I think there is a significant value in platonic relationships with uh, the opposite sex. It's just mad treacherous water. It is so difficult to know when it's appropriate or when it's worth taking your shot. Because I have taken my shot in situations and no, the feelings just weren't reciprocated. You know, in a lot of those instances, it was just kind of, you know, um, a man being a man. You know, men want what they want and women, they're multifaceted. They're able to navigate so much differently than us. I appreciate that you talk about women that way. I'm with it. You like it? I am with it. (laughs) No, that's good because I think it makes, you know, it's true and it makes complete sense. What do you think, though, is the reason behind men not being able to connect on those deeper levels in groups with each other? Our value. I think think a lot of, my background's in business, right? So a lot of what people do psychologically is value. Um, like survival instinct can boil down the value of life and death. And with men, we have what I call in this culture, a fragile masculinity. So dealing with women where you can get rejected, dealing with women where you're not getting positive strokes or adoration or be it love, affection, or sexual, physical intimacy, your ego is, I can speak for myself. I better not speak for everybody, but I've read a lot of books. Um, (laughs) I can speak for myself. Um, Our ego is affected when we don't get our objective. And I mean, if we find a woman physically attractive and we want to take it to the physical level with her and our advances aren't met with uh, embrace positively being taken on, I think that it definitely can crush the ego and cause us to act horribly. Um, and I, like I said, I've had women that I've barely been platonic friends with that I've wanted to take my shot at. Women that I felt were attractive and I felt like it could it could be something. And because the emotional exchange wasn't there, because I didn't invest enough in the in what women want in the emotional exchange, it didn't go anywhere. Does that make sense? It does. You know, it makes me think, though. So do you think that men and women can really be platonic friends without at least the acknowledgement of other intentions? Did you want to go, (laughs) (laughs) you know, other intentions? Yeah, I absolutely agree that it's possible. Um, Like I said, I've had a few um, experiences where I've had female friends and it's not like a sexually charged environment at all because we are truly like familial friends. We're just on that level. But I think that there are situations where the weakness of the flesh or temptation can kind of take over and some women are irresistible. Um, Some women are not... Oh yeah, absolutely. Some women are, you're just, you're going to lust for them so badly that you're going to try to cross that line. Um, How do you think 
how do you think that can be avoided? Or do you think it should even? Do you think that a man in a re- in a friendship, in a close friendship or mm-hmm. not close with a woman should acknowledge that he has those other feelings and intentions? Yes. Well, okay. Think it should always be acknowledged? I guess so. Like I said, I've had female friends that I genuinely have just had as friends and I've never wanted to cross that line. So, I mean, in those situations... It's been super easy to not violate that trust, to not take it in a direction where we would be faced with uh, permanent negative feelings. Um, And like I kind of contrast this thought with the fact that some women are going to be irresistible. Some women, you have to admit um, you have a physical attraction to, and that physical attraction is what you act on. So, I mean, it's a value statement. If you value the emotional, men don't really value emotional. We're visual creatures. If you value the emotional more than the physical, it's usually a little easier to not cross that line because you care about your friend. But if the physical means more to you than the emotional or the attraction or the lust or whatever you want to call it kind of overtakes you as it does, then you're going to have a crossroads and that's going to be something that could irrevocably change your relationship. Yeah. You know, as you're saying that I'm thinking, boy, is that the recipe to turn a good friendship into a bad friendship? Right. Cause friendships can turn bad. Mm-hmm. You know, in, they take a while to develop, mm-hmm. but they can go flat after just one thing that really you know, kind of breaks breaks that bond, breaks that flow. That, that trust. There. Yeah, that trust that was there. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's something that maybe we should be a little bit more cognizant of when we try to shift from one phase in a relationship to another, mm-hmm. i.e. from the friendship into maybe a romantic, romantic relationship. We should, I think we should be a little bit more cognizant of that because is it really worth losing the person? Entirely? Well, yeah, it's it's entirely worth it if they're at this point they're no longer disposable. If this is someone that you feel you could have a romantic future with, you most romantic successful romantic relationships are built on friendship. True, but if they're reciprocated at some point, what if right. you go into it and you're like, I'm gonna take my shot? Yes, and you were totally misreading the cues. I've hit the half court jumper so many times. Uh, and at the same time, I've missed the half court jumper so many times. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's trust. If if you don't have trust for that person, or that person doesn't have the trust for you to go beyond those bounds, it's not going to happen. I mean, you're wasting your time. So, yeah. I mean, I I think that that's the discernment is just realizing and knowing your audience, knowing if they're into it or not. If it's a bad mission, you should do your research to know. I mean, right? So who, wait, uh, who do you have? I mean, the way you talk, it's like, Mm -hmm. who do you have in your life now that you would consider to be good friends then? You know, I have, I have a lot of platonic female friends. I don't take my shot at all my female friends. Um, I know that right now I've taken my shot at an old friend from uh, high school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and her and I are 
connecting and I took my shot. She she replied, she responded, and it's positive. Uh, so it's oh Brian, right? okay. so it's it's moving towards that direction. But like it's it's a it's a gamble, and it's real a lot of fear. And think about it, if you're sitting on it for like twenty years or something like that, right? If you're sitting on that for that long, like more like fifteen, but still, if you're sitting on it for over a decade, a decade and a half. And you're unsure, it's so uncomfortable, but it does feel good for it to be replied. And the mission isn't accomplished. She can still play me. It's all good. I'm not well, I'm not out of the woods yet. Going into it with that pessimistic attitude. You think that's pessimistic? I'm just real I as you can tell, I don't like to get my feelings hurt. I see. Yeah, I don't like to I don't even like to play that. So if it's if it's something that's for me, it will be for me. If I'm you don't like to get your feelings hurt, that just means that just says to me that you're extra sensitive. Thank you so much, Sarah. You're I, that's what I needed to hear today. Was that <laughs> you think I'm extra yeah, sensitive? Extra sensitive. Like the people that avoid getting hurt the most are the people that are the most sensitive. I I, I might agree with that. I, I think I'm a. I think I am a, a sensitive, sentient being. Um, I'm a human. Uh, I don't think that I'm a superhero. I don't think that I'm anything bigger or badder than the next man. But I, I definitely don't like to have my emotions play with because I do put a value on that. So, I mean, if I'm taking someone serious on an emotional level or relational level, I don't want to I don't want it to be play play. I want it to be all real. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with that very much. But that's like a that's a female friend that you had from high school. Right. And that now you took your shot at. But other than that, because that's already kind of morphed into that's already in like that mid midpoint between friendship and like we're together right you're like kind of in the middle trying to move it up but like what about your friends friends like since you know since we're talking about friendship like no would you say you have a circle of solid friends like friend like male friends female friends i mean you could be male or female do you have a solid group kind of like the way that i describe my pookies okay so i do have good friends i have great friends um, but I also have some of them suckers, like homies that you've had that are around that, you know what I mean? Like you get those, 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 those guys that we played football together in high school. We hung out in college, but you see that they're like not loyal. They're not the realist. And I'm at the point in my life now where I do have a little bit more of that rah-rah behind me, a little bit more of that fire. So I don't like to, I don't like to let off on people. I don't like to show a lot of my emotions probably because I am so sensitive. Um, so I mean, Good acknowledgement. right. You're new found. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean like these dudes that I want to like fire off on, I just let them be. I just like, I just like let them be and I don't, I don't do nothing with it. But I told you, I think we kind of hit on this topic a little bit before my best friend from high school, uh, this kid named Kevin, I hope you're listening, Kev. Uh, he, his people are from Belize. Right. And he's, he's a little, he's lighter than I am. But he has a, um, a a little bit of a, a colorist issue. Uh, he doesn't like anything dark skin, and I know that was our thing in high school. Every time a dark skin girl would try to talk to him, he would just throw her over to me and try to like get her out of his life. And over the years, I've been able to see this friend be jealous. I know when I was in college, I would still reach back to the homie. I'd invite him to come up to the school. You know, we'd hang out, we'd chill. But like, you could tell when someone's jealous. Um, the platonic friendship, 
my female best friend, I dated all her friends uh, because I couldn't date her because I just knew her too well. Uh, and my girlfriend at one point in uh, college was her best friend. And I had a girlfriend from high school, another girl. And I would break up with one. And in my availability or my rebound, I'd be able to get with the other. And this dude just was such a hater at the time. Just tried to put so much salt in the game. And I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't married. I wasn't uh, in relationships. I was in between. It was that rebound territory. And I mean, just over the years, seeing all that haterism, seeing all that jealousy in this friend has opened up my eyes to fragile masculinity. Just how, I don't want to curse, how bitch ass dudes act, right? Mm. Men are more sensitive than women in a lot of ways. Oh, but you know what? Let me tell you, girls can be just as bad in their little groups, the cattiness, mm. the taking of each other's men. I mean, I had, when I was married, several of my ex-husband's friends. God, shout us out to you. Too much. Well, yeah. And that, and, but and that's, that's, no, that's my point. Not, oh, yeah. It's, it's completely inappropriate, especially when we are, oh, you know, we were that couple that, like, you know, our home was open for right. people and friends. And I think that's completely inappropriate, especially when we are opening, you know, yeah. the sanctity of our home. Mm-hmm. When I'm out here cooking and just doing and hosting. So people. now you know why your boy has to play <laughs> jealous. Now you know why. No. You can't let nobody look at your chick. I'm all about the hijabs. I'm all about the burkas. Get out of here, yo. <laughs> but I, I'm cooking for everybody. I mean, I used to love to cook. I used to love to host at that time. So I cook for like an art. I mean, it's fine. But yeah, I mean, once we start crossing, you know, certain lines, I just find it completely. And and I think for his sake, I was like, that's absolutely inappropriate. But some of them, I'm not going to lie. Some of these other women would have totally, some, some of these other women would have totally, especially when mine started like acting up. You said they would have gone for it, huh? Oh my God. Absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, they were catches in their own way. Right. So. See, that's the difference between a man and a woman. Like a woman can come on the other side and just be like, look. I could have, I could have did it, but look, I, I didn't. But in hindsight, Corey had a good job. He had that new <laughs> no, five hundred. I don't, I don't got with any of them, regardless. No way. But I mean, that's again maybe one of my fears, one of my sensitivities. Um, I don't like to be jealous, but I know that a woman that's but are you worth. Would no. you consider yourself? Would you label yourself as a jealous man? No, and I think that's a problem. I'm trying. I'm working on it. I'm trying to be more jealous. Really? Because have yes. You, have you been called out for not being jealous enough? By yes. Your former partners? Yes. Like when I was younger, younger. When I was like 19 in my early 20s. Yes, women. Women like that. They like you to be jealous. But really? Yes, okay. absolutely. Mm. We got to get to that in another episode. Mm. You don't. You like the. You don't like the jealousy. I don't like to be jealous because that usually means you're cheating. And that's what, I mean, that's just usually what jealousy is about. But, yeah. That's a little bit much. I think it's interesting, though, that you can describe these kinds of friends that are just kind of like posers, you know, taking up space. But you don't throw them out of your life. No, I have. So you have them. Oh, no, I have. But they're like, they're, they would be on the bad friendship. Yeah, no, no. These guys are gone. Like the homie, okay. the homie Kev, he's gone, bro. Like, uh, no, because he he kept Red doing bone. all that sucker. Yeah, <laughs> he kept doing all that sucker stuff. And I mean, I was like, bro, I was like, you know, you can't. You, you 
we can't do this. Like, I just, I can't live like that. So I had to cut them off. I had to let them go. But yeah, um, absolutely. No, no, no. I have great friendships. I'll be honest. Some of my best friendships are older white men. Uh, I know Good that. You. you know what? I really like that. Man, my when I I went I went to a, a predominantly white institution and a predominantly white high school. I went to great high schools in the uh, Midwest, right? And those kids didn't want to hang out with me. Uh, I told you, my girlfriend from uh, uh, high school was a hood rat, so I would import my chicks. When I got to college, I was bringing the chicks from the hood up to the to the good schools and stuff like that, right? And they don't, you know, it is what it is. But to friendship. Uh, Dr. V, I'll leave it at that. You know who you are. Um, those are my good friends. They, those are the guys that wanted me to get connected to God. They were the guys that wanted me to get connected to education and doing positive things. It's very different. It's not like, you know, your homie friends that want to subject you to just stuff that I don't think prospers you. So, I mean, I'm thankful for those different connections I was able to make. Speaking of good friendships. That's solid right there. I And the reason why I reacted the way that I reacted is because mm-hmm. I've always been a huge advocate of making sure that your circle of friends mm-hmm. friends have it, are balanced. So sure. basically not only having friends that look like you and have your same lifestyle. So the fact that you're saying that they are at least physically different from you, sure. I think it's great because... In that, in being white men, they're going to have completely different life experiences. And they're honest with me. I love that. Because they can tell me about how they don't like to watch the NFL protest. They don't like to watch a lot of things uh, that I can relate to. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like Kanye. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Kanye. I mean, but yeah, it it definitely gives me a new perspective. And I, I have to, you know, issue discernment with that and just use it for what it's worth to benefit me and, uh, get me to a higher place mm. but i appreciate you taking the time out uh, yeah uh can they get you anywhere on social media oh absolutely please please look me up on www.svelitecoaching.com that is also my handle on facebook twitter and instagram sv elite coaching i would be happy to help all of you with my life coaching practice i specialize heavily on relational success whether that be familial, romantic, or friendly relationships mm-hmm. that people people um, develop, as well as the law of attraction. So please give me a call. I'd be happy to help. She's awesome. Uh, check me out, uh, Instagram, Twitter. You know, I'm at Chubby Aegis Elba, the one and only. Till the next time. Peace. <laughs>